0: Invite you to stand as you are able for the reading of the Gospel. From Mark chapter 1. As soon as they left the synagogue, they entered the house of Simon and Andrew with James and John. Now, Simon's mother-in-law was in bed with a fever, and they told him about her at once. He came and took her by the hand and lifted her up. Then the fever left her, and she began to serve them. That evening, at sunset, they brought to Jesus all who were sick or possessed with demons, and the whole city was gathered around the door. And Jesus cured many who were sick with various diseases and cast out many demons, and he would not permit the demons to speak because they knew him. In the morning, while it was still very dark, he got up and went out to a deserted place, and there he prayed. And Simon and his companions hunted for him. When they found him, they said to him, Everyone is searching for you. He answered, Let us go on to the neighboring towns, so that I may proclaim the message there also, for that is what I came out to do. And he went throughout Galilee, proclaiming the message in their synagogues and casting out demons. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise Thank you, O Christ. Christ. You may be seated. Have you not known? Have you not heard? Has it not been told you from the beginning? Have you not understood from the foundations of the earth? Words from Isaiah today, reminding me and reminding us that God has confidence, confidence in us even if we have no idea what that confidence might entail. In each of our readings today, we are reminded that we have been entrusted, that God has entrusted us with a commission, with a mission. When Jesus told the disciples to go out and make disciples, he wasn't just talking to the twelve listening. We hear the echoes of this trust in Isaiah's reminder of faith. We are reminded of this commission by Paul as he shares his experience of the gospel in his letter to the church in Corinth. And even Jesus lives out this commission in our reading from Mark as he serves and is served. Our reading from Isaiah today has a poetic feel to it. And it also has, at least to me, a sort of intrusive, annoying, assuming feel too. Isaiah kind of reminds me of people who go door to door. Have you heard the good news? We have some pamphlets. And part of me is jealous of traditions like the Church of Latter-day Saints and Jehovah's Witnesses and really anyone of any tradition who has the guts to go door to door. It's not a calling that I have personally felt, but sometimes I need the reminder that I get when I hear that knock on my door. Each of my own experiences with those missionaries has always reminded me of my own faith. And granted, it often reminds me how very different my faith tradition is from theirs. But I need that reminder, and I'm thankful for it. Isaiah in our reading today is reminding ancient Israel that God has not forgotten them. That even in their exile, God is still their creator, is still the one who holds power in this world Isaiah is reminding the Hebrew people of their faith and what that faith means for them. And that's a faith that for many Hebrew people felt forgotten while they were exiled from their homes. They felt faint, powerless, weary, and exhausted. But Isaiah reminds them that this faith is a trust in the one who gives them power, who strengthens the powerless, who renews God's people for something entirely new. This faith, this trust that we are reminded of is part of this relationship, part of this trust, part of this commission that God gives to each of you. Before you even began to trust, before you ever needed small reminders of faith, God has been entrusting you and preparing you. When power in your life feels completely absent, when you feel powerless, when you feel faint, When you feel weary and exhausted, it's God who's there giving you power, giving you strength, and giving you the renewal that you need. Isaiah was entrusted with a mission to remind the Hebrew people and to remind us that this faith is the faith in the one who created us and created everything, the ends of the earth. And part of this faith is to share it. We are commissioned to go out and make disciples and truthfully I struggle with that a little bit, especially listening to Paul's words in his letter to Corinth today. He starts it by saying, I'm not going to boast, but let me tell you all the people that I've saved and all the people I've won. (laughs) It seems like he's taking credit for all these disciples he has made, for all the souls he has saved, but it's not us who do the making or the saving. It's God working through us, working through our words and our actions. We create space for the Holy Spirit to work when we share the gospel, the good news of Jesus with those we meet, with or without pamphlets. And that sharing is going to look different with every single person. When Paul says that he became Jewish to Jewish people or under the law for those under the law or outside the law for those outside the law, Paul is not talking about shape-shifting or changing himself to convince people of the gospel. He's talking about all the different parts of himself, all the ways in which he relates. He enters into relationship with diverse people to bring them the relationship of God that he has experienced. God uses all of ourselves to share the message of God's love, not just the Christian part of ourselves, not just the culture we come from, but our interests, our hobbies, the ways in which we can relate to other people all of those are part of the ways in which God entrusts us to share the same love and mercy we have been given. We share the gospel, we share the good news of Jesus when we share love and mercy with others. And we do this in relationship. Like Paul, we are made free by the creator who made us and the ends of the earth. And in this freedom, we are given a trust, a commission for something more. We are called to be in relationship, to relate to others, to share God's love and mercy with those we meet. And this is something that we're only able to do because God loved us first. In our text from Mark, Simon's mother-in-law is sick with a fever. She is weak, weary, exhausted. She is unable to even get out of bed. And in ancient Israel, a fever like this meant that she might never make it out of bed again. Until Jesus is called to her bedside by James and John. And Jesus heals her. He lifts her up. He gives power to her as she feels faint. He renews her as she felt weary and exhausted. Jesus serves her. He shares love and mercy and healing with her. And it's that same love and mercy and healing that God gives to each and every one of us. And Jesus lifts her up and Jesus lifts us up. It's this lifting that suddenly she is well, and Simon's mother-in-law immediately reacts by service. She begins to serve them. And there are plenty of pastors who will make mother-in-law jokes about them making sandwiches the moment that she is healed, but the word service here is the same word used for deacons, for ministers. She's not just serving them lunch, she's ministering to them. She's responding to Jesus the same way he responded to her with love and mercy and hospitality. Simon's mother-in-law responds to Jesus and the other disciples this way because it's the only way she knows how to, re- to respond to this renewal in herself. And Jesus continues to serve. Jesus brings God's love and mercy and healing into the lives of all of those in that city and beyond, and he brings all of that to us as well. As we receive this love, this mercy, this healing... As we are reminded of our faith, we are entrusted with love so that we can love others, so that we can serve God by serving our neighbor. And sometimes this faith, this sharing, this service feels like a bit too much, like God had a bit more confidence in us than God should have. Maybe we worry that in our own exhaustion and weariness, we can't possibly live up to God's trust in us. Maybe you are feeling powerless to share God's love with others right now. Maybe you don't even know where to begin. Maybe you are still waiting to be healed, to be served, so that you can go and serve. Maybe you hear that God has confidence in you, that God trusts you, that God gives you a mission, and that sounds absolutely ridiculous. You're not alone. Sometimes I wonder how I can possibly be worthy of this trust, of this commission that God gives. Isaiah spends most of his book reminding the Hebrew people of their faith in the one who delivers them. The disciples follow Jesus and experience, witness him healing others over and over again before they can even begin to do it themselves. Even Paul knows that it is not something that he should be boasting about, but that it's God doing all of this through him. For us, it's God who makes us worthy. It's the Holy Spirit who strengthens us in our faith and in our lives. It's Jesus who frees us to be in relationship, to be servants to all. And it's Jesus who goes to the cross to bring us this healing, to bring us this hope. Jesus takes all of our worry, our exhaustion, and our struggling to the cross. And in his resurrection, in his new life, Jesus frees us. Jesus sets us free so that we can be servants to all, so that we can be reminded that our God is the one who lifts us up. God, the creator of everything, our creator is the one who renews us and gives us strength and then trusts us with this hope. Even when we struggle to trust, Jesus frees us so that we can share the gospel, the good news, so that we can be in relationship, no matter what faith or culture or anything else that might try to divide us Jesus frees us to find in common our neighbor the love and mercy that we have been given. And Jesus trusts us to share this love, this healing, this hope with those we meet. This is the freedom we are given. This is the freedom that heals us. The freedom to serve our Lord. The freedom to serve others with hospitality, with love, and to serve as children of our amazing creator God.